Hello and welcome to the Opinions and Beer Podcast. I'm your host, Statum. Today, we have a special day. Today is the very first ever pop-up interview episode. That's right! You may be thinking to yourself, Adam, what is a pop-up interview? Think of it as a pop-up ad without the clicking away. You're not going to click away from this. Usually in an interview, I'm trying to sell the interview. In these interviews, I'm letting the interviewee sell themselves. <laughs> this is going to be designed for self-advertisement. Engage with people from all around the world who do, uh, who are in that independent scene, independent mindset. Whether it be making films, creating props, uh, art, photography, modeling. Whatever it is you do, we want you on here for a pop-up interview. Today we have two pop-up interviews. One with Michelle and Sherry Harding is a mother and daughter filmmaking duo from South Carolina. And then on the other side of the map, we have experienced prop maker straight from the heart of Sweden, Gustav <laughs> Straight from the heart of Sweden, Gustav Ledegundal. I'm sure he'll correct me, and I'm sure I will never get that last name uh, fully correct. I'm sorry, Gustav. But um, moving right along here, we got the beer of the day. And today's beer of the day is, is Carbach Brewing's Chocolate Stout. Now, I'm going to say right now, straight from the aesthetics of the can... This is a Willy Wonka beer. I mean, there's a Willy Wonka hat. It has Willy Wonka, your golden ticket, all over it. They have a little, uh, fun little jingle that they've made, uh, based off Willy Wonka. It goes like this. Open me and you'll see a brew that came from our imagination. Let it pour, watch it swirl. The chocolate notes release with carbonation take a sip and you'll agree that this will become your new infatuation get it quick the clock does tick and this stout will only be here for the season <laughs> if you enjoyed that um now this beer is a uh, is 5.5% alcohol by volume, has an IBU of 25. I'm eager to try this one. I love me a stout, especially recently. So let me go ahead and try this beer. I think the first thing I, I, I taste is those, is that pale chocolate malt. Uh, the aftertaste, uh, getting kind of an oat, an oat taste. Very interesting. Um... This is good. This is good beer. And you know what? I'm sick of having good beer. I would like a bad beer once in a while to have a fun, fun, hate, hate review. But uh, <laughs> just, I'm just, when I go to the store and I'm picking out uh, beer, I try to not get garbage. And I'm glad that I've been making decent picks. <laughs> um, uh, I... I don't know. I used to I used to not really care for stouts. I don't know if my palate is changing or if if just the beer is getting better, if people are getting better at stouts. I don't know. Just my eyes are opened. 
My eyes are opening to the varieties of beer thanks to this show, which I, I've done a beer show uh, previ previous to this called The Beer Guys. But uh, at the time, I guess my, I don't think my palate, I think my palate from that show to this show has definitely gotten better and I'm able to enjoy a lot more variety of beers than I was in the past. I mean, this is a good, this is a good chocolate beer. Carbach, this is a good brew. Willy Wonka's Chocolate Stout. I'm gonna give this an eight. Uh, I wanna say it's too smooth, but maybe that's a, I can't explain it. I can't explain the dissatisfactory of after the sip. Of, like it just doesn't doesn't last long, so I'm giving this an eight. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and we're going to I'm going to switch over and I'm gonna switch over to the Skype call. Uh, my co-host uh, Keenan is on there right now with Sherry and Michelle. So let me Skype on over in three, two, one. Now. Oh man, you just never record. Those are my best jokes. I don't have any more for the show. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So here we are. We are talking right now with Sherry and Michelle Harding. Uh, tell us about yourselves. Yeah. So um, I, Michelle, and I'm Sherry. Hello. Hello. Um, and I personally have been um, making films for about six or seven years now. And recently, um, my mom and I, uh, Sherry and That's I, Sherry. Um, yeah, we incorporated a LLC called Mesh Films, and uh, we founded a uh, this this film company together and began our first film venture together uh, called The Farm Hand, and that kind of came about last year. Um, and it took about 1.5 years, like one and a half years, to come to fruition. Um, my mom wrote it, yes. and I co-directed it with her. And then I was She's the director, cinematographer and director. Yeah, the director of photography on it as well. So it was basically just like this whole mother-daughter venture that we just started. And on the film itself, we had four mother-daughter duos. Yeah, and there was a lot of mother, mother and, and daughter power in our in our set. And uh, you, when you we said the this. name of the film is uh, Farmhand. Yes, yeah. it is. And yeah, it, is what is it? It's a drama. Yeah, it's so a it's, period piece. It was. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yes, it takes place in 1927 during uh, Prohibition in the South. We are from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, we filmed this in Newberry, South Carolina on an actual working farm. Um, so the farmhand is very authentic. And um, we took, I guess, a couple months before we finished, but uh, it took me about a year to, to break the script. And um, we got a, a lot of wonderful, talented actors together and an amazing dedicated crew. And uh, we're releasing the film. We've submitted to some festivals already, but we're releasing it to the public. Um, uh, it's not, it's not going to be online, month. but yeah. we're going to premiere it um, hopefully uh, next month. And it will run the film festival circuit and then eventually be online. Yeah. <laughs> well, where, where at online? Um, eventually, we'll, we'll just post it to you know, Vimeo. standard like Vimeo, YouTube type deal. Um, but that's after it's festival. You're not going to put it on Amazon? So, yeah, yes. that is a goal. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's one of my goals Prime. when I was writing it. I, I imagined it, yes. What's so. stopping you? Um, uh, mainly just, I don't, I don't actually know. It, it's mainly just... I have to learn a little bit more about that Learning about, about it, yeah, yeah, the process. Would you, uh, maybe, maybe we can talk about it off 
off air, but I do I do have a film on Amazon Prime. And I do have that uh, that way to put films on Amazon Prime if you ever need. Yeah, you can help with the distribution. Tell you about the steps it takes. Oh, wow. that. But uh, that's just that. <laughs> but I do have a I do have a silly film. I helped I helped a uh, an author uh, make a film. It was a strenuous process, but it, it did end up on <laughs> on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's called Second Chance by Betrayal. <laughs> but, uh, but just, I have to see it. There's a little, a little plug there for you. I know, just a little background. I'm just saying, like, I mean, it's it's really. I'm I'm sure you guys did twice twice as good as I'll ever. Oh do. yeah, they 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 went to like a local park and filmed there, and so so uh so I I I I spent that I spent like hours of my life or days of my life trying to figure out how to get it on Amazon Prime, and it took me ages to get that stuff in order. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Honestly, like, because we still have to run the film festival circuit, so it was yeah, like... Yeah, I want to see how it does. Well, I, I mean, I it's, think not, it'll fare well, but. it's not even necessarily that. It's more like, well, we have to raise money to... Because, you know, of course, as you know, like, it's thousands of dollars. It can be just yeah. to submit to festivals and try to get this scene. And that's not even guaranteed, of course, that you'll get it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. usually what I do, it's funny, I don't fund for the actual film. I'll fund to get it seen. So yeah. um, I successfully ran two other Indiegogo campaigns for two but, of my previous films look, we're gonna save up for the money to get it seen and then just hope we have a budget to make a movie to be seen afterwards <laughs> exactly exactly uh, so ha have you guys already been uh, uh, accepted into some film festivals uh, no, we actually, uh, well, for my previous films, yes, um, two of my previous films, Among the Stars and Spark, were in the festival circuit and did fairly well, um, but for this film, The Farmhands, um, that we did together, we just submitted, like, the, this past week, um, so yeah, we won't hear back, so yeah, yeah, we just finished. So, could you, uh, minutes, so give us a short yeah. synopsis on, uh, what The Farmhand is about? Yeah, um, so like we said, it's a, it's a period piece. It takes place in 1927, and it's about this mercenary uh, called uh, named Grayson Livingston, and he was hired by a kingpin bootlegger to take out a small-town sheriff who was making um, these whiskey, um, like, the, the well, transactions. Yeah, basically, uh, through his county. the hitman was, uh, made a bit, very big mistake uh, when he was hired to kill a sheriff. Um, he accidentally uh, killed someone else, and the whole uh, story spirals out of control where the sheriff goes after the... Man, that sounds really cool. It's a little bit of a, of a thriller adventure kind of thing. And yeah, like, I can't speak for Adam, but that is right up my alley. Oh, yeah, like that, That's up there with, like... I love that era. I love the 20s. I love Prohibition, and it's not the typical... Oh, yeah. 20s film. It's not like you know Tommy guns and cool cars and 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 uh, you know fedora hats. It's not really like that. It's, it's yeah. just place on a farm uh, where they were making the the, uh, the whiskey. And back in those days, they uh, you know they weren't able. You were allowed to have you know drink the whiskey and and and, and all that, but you couldn't uh, sell it or transport it. But and, they uh, were doing crooked. it anyways. Yeah. Yeah, and they're you know everybody was crooked back in those days and uh you know they didn't have uh, ways of getting it around so they were just packing it up and, and selling it and uh just a rival bootlegger uh from what the sheriff was working for sheriff was working for a bootlegger too yeah and uh he was just letting uh you know letting the people that were going through his town letting him go by and the other bootleggers were going through his town and he was roughing them up and it was making it difficult for uh 
this other kingpin and he just hired somebody to kill him and it was a foiled attempt and uh, after that everything just went crazy and the, 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 the that's where the story picks the, up the story after. picks up the, the guy uh, that was hired to, to kill the sheriff hides out on a farm and he gets a job there uh, and he is under an alias and uh, from there and that's where the story takes off that's that's really really cool. intricate. How, uh, is this a short film or is it a full length well, it's kind of in between. It's 42 minutes, so... Yeah, it's 42 minutes it's awkward. long. It's kind of in the middle. <laughs> it's, it's a full-length short film. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's a feature short. <laughs> feature short. Some festivals consider it a short film, but most consider it a feature, I think, at this no, point. No, actually, yeah. it was the opposite. Most, most, it, the right around. on that border, yeah. like, 45 minutes was, like, the border for most of what we've if seen. If I watched something for, that was 45 minutes long, I'd be like, yeah, I just watched the short what film. Was the, uh, yeah. What was some of the most, uh, the more difficult tasks when filming? Um, well, we've decided, because we, we are, well, I was about to, just, just because we are so brilliant, we just decided <laughs> to film in the, um, in you the know, summer. South Carolina heat. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. well, you gotta be authentic. Well, let me ask you this, does the movie take place in the summer? Yeah, like, on, on, a, on a farm. With Dar, yeah, well, you can't, you can't be, like, it's gotta be authentic, no, you gotta no. be pouring sweat and think shit. About it, think about, uh, working in, uh, in, the, in some humid Humid weather. Yeah, screw y'all. Y'all got dry heat. Oh, I don't know. I was just joking. Calm down. It was the most humid and disgusting yeah. uh, conditions <laughs> that I could probably so imagine. Hot. The farm itself was gorgeous and it's well kept and it's, it's amazing, the, the but it's just being beautiful. outside um, during hurricane <laughs> season in South Carolina. Um, you know. Oh, man. Um, uh, yeah, though, like, um, dude, we're we're from Texas. We know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, you understand. Yeah, so I like, spent a summer in Houston. So. Yeah, and so <laughs> we had um, two hurricanes hit um, during uh, the duration of filming, which did delay us twice. Um, but we ended up pushing through that, and it was mainly, honestly, it was like a lot of weather things. And then, of course, because it was a period piece, we tried to be as authentic as possible on a no-budget, self-funded film. So finding things that were authentic while still trying to be frugal was oh, very, yeah. very difficult. Yeah, yeah like, in the past, making movies with my friend Adam, like, I practically won't even, I, I, I won't even let him touch period dramas or anything. Like, yeah. like if I was like, man, I got a great period drama written down, let's do it. I'm like, no, man, we do not have the budget. Like I can't even begin to afford those costumes, and neither can you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, not making like them. Eighty-five dollars on a pair of pants. Just one pair of pants for for um for my my lead character. I, I needed one to get, pair. Well, if you're creative people, like and, and like maybe if you can make the costumes, then that's great. But like I'm not. I don't know about Adam. But, like, I'm not about to make those costumes, nor am I yeah. going to purchase them. So, uh, we're going to do a movie that takes place in 2018, okay, Adam? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I was. Um, it's funny, because when she first wrote it, this uh, the, it actually came, which, you know, it sounds so silly, came to her in a dream. Like, she I know, actually it's so dreamt cliche, but I did dream about these people. She actually dreamt the story, and so I was yeah. like, just write it oh, down. Dude. Just write it down as you dreamt it. Like, literally write it down as you dreamt it. And I never even wrote it. a screenplay. I've and never, I just had this yeah. dream. And yeah. she came in my room one, one morning and I said, oh my gosh, I, I had this really weird dream about this murder. And it, it was it, really dark. And uh, I don't, <laughs> really not me. I'm not, I'm not even from South Carolina. This, yeah, we're from Jersey. And this, is, this is from a man's point of view. And, and it's, it's just a really bizarre story. And, um, you know, the, when, when I started telling uh, some of the actors that I had in mind to, to play the parts, they were really interested in the story too. And they, they kind of collaborated with me throughout. And 
you know, I, I, I like the sheriff. I actually wrote the part of the sheriff for him because yeah. So some of the parts were written for, for those characters, like the people yeah. who portrayed the characters. The roles were written for some of them. And I think when you're writing a screenplay, it's it's really cool to have the actor that you have in mind, like the person that you know can play that part. It kind of works well because they they kind of make that character their own. Yeah. And that's yeah. what they did. They they you know really brought life to that, and um, you can really see it on on screen. You can really uh, feel for them. There's a lot of um, emotion. It's very gut wrenching what happens, and uh, it's um, a lot of emotion, and and it's very sad. It's a tearjerker, I have to say. <laughs> well, whenever you told me that uh, your your, uh, thought, your your whole idea for uh, this film came from a dream, my first thought was like, man, you were so lucky that you woke up and remembered it all. You yeah. know, like I swear <laughs> to God, I remember. Oh, it just the way it happened was um, Michelle just happened to be. Uh, I guess you were leaving for work. What in the dream? Like I've had dreams like this. In the dream, was it so like watching a movie? Like yes. like the credits roll at the end of your dream and shit. I I, I actually. It, it, truthfully, I did feel as though I was wa- I wasn't myself. I, I was kind of there watching people. Yeah, I like was watching, you know, people. I've had yeah. dreams like that so much so that I, I swear in my dreams, like I, I I've watched the whole storyline unfold and then like watch credits at the end and then woke up like I don't know like you know it's just like uh, and and woke up remembering nothing like oh my god that was such a good movie that I just dreamed. <laughs> I, that's all I remember is that it was good. I don't remember anything else. Yeah. yeah. Speaking back on uh, on just hurricane season, man. Uh, yeah. About about two projects ago, I put I put nearly everything, every resource I could possibly oh, fathom into a project. We had we were we were filming inside like art museums and uh, like special hotels. He, and he had all kinds of stuff. I had all kinds. He had of live submachine guns that shot I, blanks. Wow. You know, we had we had a a, a, a comedian that he's uh, a, a local yeah. comedian, but he's still you know sort of up there you know, yeah, like, in our film. And then the hurricane came and just it just kind of just it, it just destroyed all of my props and all wow. of the stuff. And it was just like Hurricane Harvey just completely oh. completely ruined that. And that's kind of why I ended up having to uh, kind of subcontract my my abilities. My, even though they were low abilities, I to a uh, second chance <laughs> to, to, the, to the author. The second that's where I ended up doing the second chance by betrayal because of the uh, the downfall of what was uh, a really fun project. But I just think it's so cool that you guys were able to overcome the hurricanes and kept filming and uh, are able to distribute it. And hopefully, did the uh, did those pause in times have any big consequences to your film? Did it affect it in any way? Are there some sh- scenes that are kind of age uh, poorly due to the uh, time in between, or was it uh, smooth transition, a smoother transition than what I'm making it out to be? Yeah. Uh, so we are so lucky that because we are in the South, um, we really were on our last leg and our last chance of being able to film with it still looking the same as what we did in the summer because we started filming July 7th was our first like straggler film day. Then we started principal photography in August of uh, 2018. Um, and then we got delayed on our last week and our third weekend of filming. We were delayed because uh, it was too cloudy 
and we're like, the weather's not right, so we'll just hold it off. And then we put it off till September 15th, which is when Hurricane Florence hit. Um, and so we had to delay it again till October. And that was our last chance before the leaves started changing and b- before it started looking way less green. Oh, man, um, and that would have ruined everything for the film. Yeah. We would have had to wait another year. We, would, we really were just like, okay, if the weather's not good, then we have to wait till next year. And that was the an option. Was good. The weather oh, was see, dude, good. That's, that's good filmmaking. We might have been like, oh, fuck it. Our, our film's just going to have some problems. Yeah. Then there's going to be <laughs> some <laughs> tan and red leaves in, in, in this random scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. And, it's, and, it, and we only had three scenes left to film, and it was really important scenes too. And we're just like, man, if if we were pushed back any further, it got so cold the following. <clears> and and it's not even that we had less daylight. I mean, October less daylight. and August have different daylight. And, yeah, you know, we we were really we were racing. racing. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like y'all did a very good job. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely, like, um, we were just so lucky when it came to the weather and just the timing of it all, and it just totally came together. Of course, if I had the opportunity, like, there, of course, me is, like, the DP. I'm just like, oh, the cloud coverage wasn't perfect, you know? Oh, yeah. like, 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 that type of deal. I'm just yeah. like... All that stuff, man, I swear to God, as soon as you start thinking, well, whatever, we ain't got the perfect clouding, let's still film this scene... That's yeah. when you're compromising in quality and you don't have the 100% movie that you were thinking of because you made compromises. So exactly. it's so good that you, like, yeah, y'all, y'all didn't make one compromise. Y'all, y'all stuck to y'all's guns. And yeah. like I was saying, it's just the second you start compromising is the second you start uh, compromising the quality of the film. Absolutely, yeah. Like I didn't like we we waited around more for like lawnmowers and planes and the clouds more than anything yeah, else. The, the quote <laughs> of our film for that last weekend was "Hold for sound." Yeah, no, seriously. Like it it was ridiculous. I like of course everyone knows like once you hit record, every train literally because there was oh, a train. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was yes. a. There was a freight train that, yeah. Hours of silence. We hit record and and then like a plane goes over or something. (laughs) Or no, we we were on a on a on a no on a just a dirt road that no one ever 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 drives down. We hit record and every I remember that every five minutes a truck's coming down the road. Yeah, like no one's been down there in years. But we start recording down there and and like, oh man, I ain't seen my uncle in ages. Yeah, I'm gonna go see him. Yeah. You you said you've done some previous uh, previous films. Are any of those available to be seen anywhere or? Yeah, um, so they're actually both available on my film freeway. I have those two public. Um, I and one of them is well, actually, I mean, there's a lot of work that I've done on other people's projects that weren't my own. That's also available. Um, the two films that are yours, but the two films that are mine are both available on Film Freeway. The first one is um, Spark. Spark and Among the Stars, yeah. And Among the Stars, which was filmed in South Carolina. Spark was filmed in New Jersey, where we're originally from, central New Jersey. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, traveling, traveling through Texas, it's, you know, it's nine hours drive anywhere you go. So. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd like to see the other side of Texas, but I don't have nine hours. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh... uh in comparison to your previous projects, uh, how would those previous ones differ from your most recent one? They are, well, it's they're all dramas. Yeah, <laughs> so they are dramas. This, um, but this one, honestly, it's another level from anything I've ever done because you know, I do 
produce my own projects. Um, and you know, these are all passion projects, but I do work on other sets as well. And I mean, this, I've never done anything like this, especially from the period piece aspect. It just, and I wrote it. So yeah, it's, it's a different thing because it's, it's, uh, you know, her it's mom. It's mother and daughter. It's yeah. mother and daughter. And it was it's so very special. passionate. And um, we worked together, like, we, you know, she lives with me still. So we, uh, we spent a lot of time together working on this. And, and it was also just like the fact that just like not even the film itself, but our cast and crew were so dedicated. I, I, like, I can't I, express how amazing how they were. How grateful we are for them because they're just incredible, incredible people. Like the crew, as an example, when we were saying we were filming on a cow pasture, like, you know, in very rough terrain, it was like, not, I mean, just uneven and in the heat. Right. We had some of the crew just holding umbrellas so, yeah. so that Michelle had shade over her head and they would follow her around with an umbrella so that she could see from the sun. They're people just, following us around with chairs so we could see. Like, I'm like, why do I deserve you? Like, you're just yeah, amazing. Like, like, yeah, you have none of that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would, like, Adam tried to get me to follow him around with a chair. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Everybody Everybody that was with us on this wanted it to be the best that it could be. And yeah. um, we actually screened it for uh, most of the like half, crew. Yeah, like just as like crew. a pre, like we wanted like a special mother-daughter. We, we had a little special sort of preview here at That's my house. Do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We like to have them to get, yeah, we, you know, we, had, we just wanted to have a private thing. And uh, they, they were and then very we'll have surprised. The public, yeah. yeah, they were just very surprised at how how it turned out. They were very happy and they were clapping, and it just yeah. it, that meant the world to me. Now, when you guys watch it, is there anything that you see personally that maybe uh, you'd want to tweak? That's like okay, I have to leave it in now, or are oh they didn't see it, it's good now because I I constantly like done I always have that I always have that issue where I watch it like oh no I hated that but they no one ever even noticed. Yeah, yes. a lot of a lot of that. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny because like the most yeah. satisfying and the hardest thing to do as a cinematographer and DP um, is to make something come to life that was exactly that was in your head. If right. that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. So, yes. So and that goes back to like I what we were talking about achieved, earlier, like without compromising. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. no compromising. And she actually. I actually did, achieved that for that. some of the film. Like there, really like did. I, I got my Very dream proud. shot. Mm -hmm. I got like a dream scene that I always wanted. Like light down to the light down to everything. It was perfect that I would never change, and it was just so amazing, and I'm so proud of it. But then there's a lot that I definitely not. I'm sure that there's also story stuff. You know, at, at face value, the film is just so incredible. Um, but as as a DP. Um, there were certain conditions and, and certain circumstances that made me compromise that I wish that I didn't have to compromise on. But, you know, it's so, so incredible. It's easily the best film I've ever made um, to date. And I'm very proud you know, of it. I'm proud, I'm proud of, of her. Lives. And as far as me being the writer, it, it does look like what I imagine for the most part. Um, yeah. the, the, what, what makes me even happier is that the the characters came to life in, in a in a way that I didn't even see myself. Um, I think that the actors really felt the character in their heart, and they just kind of um, made it their own. And uh, I think it was even better than what I ever wrote on you know my computer. <laughs> I, I look at the words, and when I saw it in in front of me, I I just was overwhelmed, and I still am. I still continue to be overwhelmed. 
Um, and I'll never forget this. I, I, it inspires me to write more, and uh, I'd like to do that. So I, I think I'd like to get a shorter film out there. Yeah. But um, you oh, know, I've now, seen y'all going uh, uh, for longer films. Well, I mean, I, I definitely. It's funny because this story could so because she has backstories for each of the characters where you can have like a prelude and you can have you every know, character like, has a lot of depth to them and it's, it's nothing like what's on screen. I mean, there, there's so there's much so more. much that she could add to make it a I like that. Man, I'm telling totally you, I can't wait to watch y'all. Yeah, they actually wanted to continue with it. They were telling yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You know, because yeah. they were enjoying it, and uh, you know, they either wanted a sequel or maybe a prequel. And, and I was like, well, I could write this it. This is a great but, film know. as a proof of concept yeah. for something bigger. I so, like, so, if, we, yeah. if we wanted to turn into a feature, like an actual full feature, we need this money. Movie, we need a, a yeah. car. Like a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, uh, this that's kind of branches uh, off subject, but it's like uh, today's industry is like inspiring you to just go deep into the story all up in the middle so that you can have room for a prequel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where the money is. No, don't start at the beginning. You do that later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, some of the bigger questions that upcoming filmmakers have and things of, of that sort is uh, you know the equipment the cameras and what problems you had how'd you solve them so uh, what kind of equipment uh, did you use and uh, did it work to your uh, benefit have you changed throughout your course of being a cinematographer and and uh, what do you prefer and if any problems did arise what solutions did you how did you get through it yeah, um, so it's funny. I've actually used the same camera for the last six years. I, I haven't changed. It's my Panasonic AF100, and it is my baby. At the time that it was made, it was revolutionary. It was an amazing camera. It's actually discontinued, and that's how you know it's time for an upgrade. Um, yeah. but <laughs> they refuse <I> still... <laughs> to sell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's still, um, it's still my baby. I still film on it. Um, I still make all my films on it. Um, and it's funny because actually in Spark, when I used that camera, what happened was I had on um, my dual edged slider, um, and the slider head, the rubbering of, on the wheel of the slider head, uh, slipped off. It broke. There was a malfunction and my camera just, I, I actually was caught in camera. Um, my camera landed lens first into the concreted, uh, rock carpet. Um, Ooh. and very luckily all that was broken was a lens hood um but we still had like half the production the film and i had a broken slider head and um you know luckily the camera and the lens was totally fine you so sent out a pa to I go sent get out, glue yeah so we sent out a pa to go get gorilla glue and, and she we just like jerry rigged the the slider so we can finish the production um you gotta do you gotta you know yeah. go on so yeah. continue <laughs> the delay so uh so i guess uh man uh sherry michelle y'all were great to have on i got one more final question and um uh, so, when exactly do you have a ETA on when your uh, when the, when the farmhand will be available online, or when people when to the public to the public to say yeah. Uh, so, so the film is completed. Um, we are planning to planning to have a premiere February second um, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That is not confirmed yet, um, but otherwise it will be running the festival circuit, and hopefully you'll see it around the country, um, depending on which festivals it does get into. Mm -hmm. um, and we expect an online release in 2020. 2020. 
Yeah, it's next year, but yeah, uh, man, like I've never. I cannot wait. I'll, I'll honestly <laughs> tell you, yeah, I've never well, we, found myself <laughs> anticipating to watch a, a independent film, but here I am now. Can't I can't wait till 2020 to see y'all's film? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we'll definitely. So, thank you. <laughs> thank you for being on. That was Sherry and Michelle Harding. Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. Huh? Does it not say bye to people? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it doesn't have a place in the show, and it's not an actual phone call. But you still be like, all right, man, well, that was our show, and uh, bye. That, yeah. and I'll, and then just, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, look, look they, they agree. They're still here waiting on a bye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. All right. Thank, okay. hey, thank you to, thank you so much for being on. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, man, it's great talking to you. Yeah, why does it sound so negative? All right, well, bye, click. <laughs> I, we don't know how we depart from y'all politely. Yeah. I'd love to send you guys the film if you guys yeah, want to we, check we it out. You to, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah, we're going to send it to you. All yeah. right. All right, well, we'll, 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 guess we'll, we'll talk to y'all in the future. All right, bye. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good night. You right, too. Good night. Bye. Bye. And that's how, look, they even waited for a bye because <laughs> Lauren's right now. Yeah, that was a really that was a fun interview. I really liked that interview. Now let's go ahead. We're going to uh, swiftly move along here because we have Gustav waiting on the other line. Uh, Keenan is, I believe, with him now. Let's go ahead and switch over now. My video, by the way. All right, so this is a mic test. We're doing a mic test real quick. Go ahead and uh, say a few words for our mic test. Hi, I'm a person from Earth. <laughs> the giant moose head I have in the background will not be in this thing. It will not be in this thing, the giant moose head. That is yes. tragic, though. That is very tragic. <laughs> now, yes. now, we are here today with Gustav. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Well, what's your, uh, what's your last name? Uh, try pronouncing it. Try it pronouncing it? Oh, Lund... La Jungabdal. Lundal? Now we work with that. <laughs> I feel like 90% of those letters are silent. Uh, no, but uh, the L and the H are. <laughs> now, uh, what I don't doing? understand why, why you should even have silent letters. It sounds like a, you know. I believe the French created silent letters. Right? Yeah, I think it's a French thing. <laughs> Yeah, but the French can, like, remove a third of all the letters to make a better director's cut of the language. <laughs> to make it more efficient to understand. Gustav, I believe you you said that you make, was that, mech suits? And we actually have pictures. I'm going to show these pictures. Uh, people will be able to see them. Yes, I'm making mech suits. Oh, man, that's really awesome. Yeah, we got here. This is He sent us these pictures. I, think, I believe it's on his, uh, his Facebook. Yes. What uh what got you into into this? Well, it started with uh basically when I was eight years old, I saw the alien monster and asked my mom, "What's that?" <laughs> and uh, my mom uh she asked my, my her friend who is extremely nerdy to show me H.R. Geiger's art, and uh, then I got a book with his art, and then I decided, I want to make monsters in movie when I grow up! Oh man, that is man, cool. You're making some, these are badass, like badass cosplay too. You're really, uh, I think 
It's the Doom guy. It is Doom? Yeah, the, the helmet's different. Let's see, you said that you are working on... Well, let's see, you did, you've did. you made six movies. Yes, I, I think, like, I had to count. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I think it's like six that I have done by myself, and I helped out on a bunch of others. Um, so what goes into making these? What t Can you tell me a little bit about them? Uh, my movies. Yes. Yes. Basically, it's uh, that uh, I want to make a certain type of movie, and nobody is making them, so I do it myself. <laughs> that, that works. Yeah, that's... Yeah, uh... There was a very a big shortage of monster movies here in Sweden, so let's make them. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sweden. Yes, uh, it is a country of absurdities, I'm aware of that. Is it? <laughs> is it though? You know, a lot of people in America, they use Sweden uh, uh, religiously. Now, uh, our show, you know, we, we never even told you what show we're on, because we're... Uh... We're really, we're kind of, we're still kind of green. Still, uh, we're still pretty bad at interviews. <laughs> but, uh, but our show's called Opinions and Beer. And we basically okay. sit around and we drink beer and we talk about uh, movie opinions, uh, political opinions, uh, art opinions, gardening opinions. Just recent news. <laughs> recent news. Opinions on opinions. And uh, the, the, the recent discoveries and uh, new uh, technologies regarding paperweights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of exactly. Of course. Paperweights are still a relevant thing. Have what? Yes. No, they're not. I want to. You I want to visit that museum. You apparently haven't purchased a smart. Uh, what if you have like a? It would be cool to have like a gravity paperweight. No, you, you get the smart paperweight with Bluetooth. Something that doesn't, you can't even touch. No, no, man. It hovers above you. Dude, then. my paperweight connects to my phone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it connects to my toaster. It connects to my toaster. Let's kickstart that shit immediately. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, what's, uh, what's one of your more popular, um, uh, films you've done? That got yes, I'm, uh, well, I must definitely say that this is, uh, my movie, Root to Darkness, due to it actually had an American release. Oh, really? Which is, yes. It was released on SRS Cinema. That's really cool. What's, uh, what's that about? Yes. Well, uh, it was, as all of my movies, it started with a joke. Uh, basically, like, me and my friend who makes these movies dicked around and basically, like, what if uh, Ingmar Bergman, like, made a horror movie like Evil Dead? Just, oh, yeah? you know, as a joke. And then that joke basically took its own life. And then we did it. Yeah. <laughs> so it is in Swedish, and we have written it because if you watch Ingmar Bergman's movies, and you're not from Sweden, you don't understand how absurd the dialogue are. It's so incredibly old-fashioned Swedish. <laughs> like even for its uh, when they were released, the, the the language was still like incredibly old. So, do you have any of your um, any of your suits in this one? Like, what's your? Uh... Uh, well, I I wrote the script, made all the sets, built all the monsters oh, and nice. the suits and stuff like that. So. Uh, I made it in my backyard, the whole movie, basically. Oh, that's cool. That's well, yeah, but it works, though. If, if you live on a farm, you can build sets yeah. in your big backyard without anyone uh, saying anything. If, <laughs> if you live in a city and making a movie, you will run into other problems that other people are very much nearby. Yeah. But here, it's basically no one around, so... 
you have a lot of liberties to do things like that. What is the uh, cinema lifestyle like in Sweden? What movies you get? Uh, well, uh, we usually uh, have our what do you call Our um, Oscars awards, which is called the Golden Bug, which you get a gold bug. Yeah. Anyway, uh, and it isn't weirder than giving a golden man to someone. But anyway, it is a bug that is golden that you get for being a bugger man. It's gold. You don't know if it's real yeah. gold. Right, well, anyway, and uh, it should be. It's gold. Yeah. So we usually have a little game every year in Sweden where it's like, which movies have you heard about that got an award? <laughs> Because you probably not heard about them. Oh yeah. Uh, but so m most of the 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 movies that are um, like Swedish productions that are getting uh, biggest usually based on books, and then sometimes they branch out like the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo books. Oh yeah. Got yeah, yeah. get American adaptations and also. Do, do, uh, do you guys have Swedish adaptations? No, not not movies. I mean, I mean, Russia did do the Russian Avengers. They did. Well, kind of. They had a bear, giant bear. It's called Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> Russian. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. You, you didn't see there. the trailer for that? Yeah, yeah. I just I didn't know you were. It looks like going. the Russian Avengers. You don't think so? Yeah, pretty much. I I want to see it, but the problem is to find uh, a version with English subtitles. Oh yeah. I found a German, but they're not very good in German. I can, I can basically say, Ich habe eine schnellen Krankenwagen, which yeah. means uh, I have a fast ambulance, which is a very situational line to know. You just say it with a lot of, just, like, it sounds like you're just giving a, a Hitler speech. <laughs> yes. But, of course, Hitler you can was from Germany, you know? So how, how long does it usually take you to, uh, to build one of these mech suits? Are any, well, any of your props? Well, the mech suit I sent in a picture of you, it has been added on for years, but the first one I did took three weeks to make. So, how, um, took how long? Three weeks. Three weeks? Yes. That's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty fast. Yeah. And on, on my YouTube channel, I actually have, like, breakdowns on how it's constructed and how you can make one yourself. Oh, what's your, uh, oh, I see your, uh, let me see your YouTube. What's your YouTube channel called? Let's see. My name, Gustav Jungdahl. Okay. Gustav Le Jungdahl. Uh, yes, oh, correct. Man, he said his last name and I totally wasn't, I, I missed it. You gotta, you, well, you have to say it with emphasis. Look at ya! Jungdahl. Jungdahl. Yes. I won. No, I won. You lost. You're done. Okay. You're All right. <laughs> so are you working on anything uh, uh, Currently. soon? Currently? Yeah, it actually uh, is something I'm working on, and uh, it is uh, like several steps of this. But uh, if two of these steps fails, I will still make the movie yeah. uh, because there was a documentary filmmaker reaching out to me and said that they want to follow me through one of these projects because I said I'm gonna make this and I do it without you know trying to get money. So because I do can make it by myself quite easily. Uh, not easily, but without having funding. So it's a bit of a, it, it's a movie that is um, uh, a concept of um, 
that there are people who are in an office space doing the exact same thing over and over and over and they start to you know losing their memories and start to questioning why they do and why they're not get, ever get going home and remembering what they eat last day and stuff like that and then you and then you will actually have the twist on what is causing all this alzheimer's yeah kind of like a kind of like a twist on like an alzheimer's film huh um not really i'm not oh. gonna it, it's got it's still gonna have you know high concept stuff and let's say it, monsters will be involved yeah <laughs> okay well everyone that was that was uh gustav lagenderberg Yes! <laughs> and, I think that's the closest he's gotten so far. If you had the slightest bit of fun, uh, we'll gladly bring you back for a longer show. Uh, yes! It's, it's just my, my phone is blowing up of people screaming at me that I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah, so, so, so uh, I'm, I'm, I put myself under a bit too much pressure today. <laughs> Do you have a Galaxy S7 or something? <laughs> Your phone sounds bad. It's text screaming. <laughs> but uh, uh, but you were you were fun for what we had you on. You know, you're you're fun. Yeah, man, you're a funny I guy. Enjoyed, uh, interviewing you. Uh, Gustav, go check him out on YouTube. We'll have a link below in the description. Or uh, to check him out, we'll have his name below. Or we'll have his name in the in the title. So you just type in his name to find his stuff. Uh, thank you for coming on. And we're excited to have you back, man. Absolutely. Nice. Oh shit. Would you? What was he saying? I wonder. He said bye. Oh. And well, folks, there you have it. Today we were drinking Carbach chocolate stout. We interviewed Sherry and Michelle Harding and Gustav Lundenberger, and uh, and it was a fun. Fun interviews. Those are fun. I can't wait to do more pop-up interviews. And if you don't agree, well, that's just your opinion. And that's fine. Because this is Opinions and Beer. Opinions and Beer. Opinions and Beer. Can't go wrong with opinions and beer. Opinions and beer. Opinions and beer. All we've got here are opinions and beer.